Hi, welcome to the Holy Arrows podcast. I'm your host, Phoenix Amara, author of Ascension of Gaia, founder of the Temple Arts Alchemy Mystery School, Muse and Mother. We're here to delve deep into the power of Holy Arrows and all things devotion, intimacy, sacred sexuality, and love where the transformational medicine of our soul, sex, and art intersects and transforms ourselves and the world. Enjoy today's episode. All right, everybody, welcome to today's show, an episode on Holy Eros. And today I am here with Emily of Muja Moon. I am so excited to have this conversation with her and share it with all of you. So to give you a little drop on Emily, Emily envisions a world where women are the experts of their own bodies and empowered to live beyond the fear of fertility and blood to access the life force energy that surges through their system. Emily teaches holistic reproductive wellness through fertility awareness method, FAM, which is a cycle charting framework for deep healing, vibrant health, and 99% effective conscious contraception. She empowers you with accurate information, accessible tools, and loving guidance to reconnect you back to the deepest wisdom, the one that is found within. Through immersive experiences in person and online, she is paving new pathways and expanding the paradigm of what it means to live vibrant and fulfilled as reverence for the feminine rises again. Thank you so much for being with me here today, Emily. It is such an incredible honor. (laughs) And, you know, for everyone listening out there, I had this crazy Instagram epiphany and came across her work online. And I actually showed up to her masterclass on sexual sovereignty. And I've been in this realm of sacred sexuality and women's work for like a decade. And it still surprises me when I come across information that I'm not aware of. And Emily was teaching this incredible workshop and masterclass on FAM, Fertility Awareness Method. And I'm just so curious if you can just share with us a little bit, Emily, on like, what is the journey that brought you to doing this work with women and people and teaching them about like information that we should all be growing up with, but we aren't taught? Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. First of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. It's so fun being here. And there's nothing I love more in the world than just nerding out so hard about fam. It's just the woman's body fascinates me so much. So thank you so much for having me on. So I can do that, that thing I love, <laughs> which is just chat about the the cycle in the body. And so Oh my goodness, my story of how I got into this, when I'm asked that, I'm just like, where do I even start? Because I think if I follow the thread back enough, I could follow the thread all the way through to my childhood, right? All the way through to my lineage as to the journey that really started me to be here. But I think where I'll start today is I found myself in my mid-20s experiencing some eczema, just some skin issues. And... I hadn't really had skin issues like that before. And I just started asking people some questions or some advice. And my sister had added me to this Facebook group called the Pussy Posse. So thank the Lord for women's wisdom, you know, and and circles of online covens. 
So I just thought I would post in that group where there seemed to be just like a lot of really, really badass women that knew a lot that were super smart. And I said, how do you get eczema? What are your favorite like natural skincare products, et cetera? And then one person said, I wonder if it could be hormonal. Why don't you just check out this podcast? It's about your cycle and your hormone in your hormone health. And that had just never occurred to me that like this could be related to my cycle. And at that point in my life, I wasn't um, really necessarily like engaging sexually that much with men at that age yet, even though I was already in like my mid 20s. And so I just I had never been on birth control. I had never really stopped to think that much about my sexuality. I had never really like felt the pressure to be on contraceptives or anything like that. And, you know, I just moved through the world being really freaking annoyed by my period every month. Right. And like, why do we go through this? And like, what an inconvenience and just, just, you know, having immense cycle pain and just being like, but that's like what it means to be a woman and have a cycle. Right. Is like this, it just means going to the bathroom on your break at the grocery store and just like keeling over in pain for 15 minutes. Right. Right. And like, it's just so normalized and we just don't know any different. And so I basically just started learning a little bit about my cycle, just as a random curious woman trying to figure out what was going on with her eczema. And then from there, just basically fell down this massive rabbit hole of um, women's wisdom about our bodies, which was that like, I don't have a menstrual cycle and have, I have an ovulatory cycle. Ovulation is the main event of my cycle. Wait, what? I can only get pregnant six days for, per, per cycle. And then beginning to, you know, realize that we are always on our cycle. We're never not on it. So getting into cyclical living and understanding how to live in sync and rhythm with my hormones and then just basically learning as a woman how to care for myself. But then within that, you know, of course, there's no way that you can enter into that work and also not start excavating some other parts of your life. Like the relationships you've been in, the sexual blocks you experience, um, regrets, sexual traumas, you know, religious upbringing, like all of these other just um, humongous layers of patriarchal shame start to crack right and you're just invited into this gigantic journey that's about so much more than just like taking tracking your cervical mucus and taking your temperature right like you are really welcomed into just like an entire paradigm shift where you reorient your relationship with your body and you realize that your cycle is freaking amazing and it's your intuition and it's your anchor and it's your guide and Right. Like you, you, you just are really ushered back into your power and into your fullness. And then suddenly the way you just relate to the rest of the world starts to change because you're a woman who's deeply in her intuition. And so, you know, it rooted in her power. And so I'm kind of talking in the, 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 the grand here, but that's because like, you know, my individual journey has just been a part of that, that collective journey. Um, so, all so of us. Bring us can you bring us to like that place so you're you know discovering about your body and deeper into your body's wisdom and then what was the transition or that that shifting point where you're like I want to teach this to people mm. you know and I'm ready to like follow a soul path you know in this work what mm -hmm. what was that moment for you yeah. Ooh, what a great question. Well, before I went through any of this, I was an elementary school teacher. So I taught 
like grades three, grade four, grade five, grade six. So I taught like eight-year-olds and like 10-year-olds <laughs> in an elementary school. And I was actually in that job that I was like totally depleted, totally burnt out at like 24 years old, just being like, this is not the way. Like, this is not what I'm doing with the next 30 years of my life. And I just had like a huge calling for like the whole eat, pray, love, you know? I had done many little journeys and gone to Bali for a winter, just like gone out to Vancouver Island to surf. Like I was always this like gypsy who just loved to travel, but this was just a like full on, like booked a one-way ticket to Morocco and just ended up staying for four years and like left Sorry, behind you just, that. You just stayed for four years. Just Yeah, and years. stayed for four years. Um, <laughs> just leaving behind everything I knew as a school teacher and, um, just embarking along a personal journey of discovery in this beautiful, beautiful country of Morocco that just taught me so much about life and so much about the world and so much about the mystical. Um, and along that journey started teaching yoga, um, because there was a need and like the surf town I lived in and people were asking to teach yoga. And I thought, well, I've been doing yoga for 20 years. I guess I could teach it sort of being a yoga teacher. And then that was all around when I started going through this awakening with my own body and my own learning. So it actually was like a super quick, a very natural pivot to just start hosting some women's circles at a local yoga studio, just like put up posters. And it was like, pay what you can come learn about cyclical living. I think I made, you know, 20 bucks at that first workshop. And I was like exploding with joy, right? That like... <laughs> this was a thing and I had no clue how it was all going to evolve. I had, you know, I couldn't really see the vision. I, but I just had to follow the calling to offer things just to offer to my community and to bring women together. So it evolved one foot in front of the other. And now here I am about five years later. Yeah. Certified fertility awareness educator teaching conscious contraception. <laughs> And I'm so, this is amazing, Emily. I'm so curious too, like, because I find it's still just starting to come to the collective awareness about these practices, mm -hmm. right? Back then, did you see that it was a fairly, you know, prolific out there, this information was widespread, or was it still pretty like, you know, underground, like women were just starting to learn about this, you know, or pe women were still just learning about this in their 30s or 40s. Like, you know, what have you seen in terms of like the awareness of these practices and this oh, understanding? My, yeah, well, if we talk about, you know, fertility awareness method was that which is the science based cycle tracking framework where you where you track the biomarkers of your fertility, which is like a super nerdy way of of talking about tracking, you know, the signs of your body, um, which is all actually in the realm of like all of these like gym bros and like Apple watches and like people that are obsessed with like biohacking. So it's kind of in that whole world, but then it's really interesting because it's still like super duper niche and the exponential speed of popularity at which it's gaining pace is like mm -hmm. remarkable. Every yeah. passing year, there is a hundred full times awareness, a thousand full times awareness than there was before. And it's been so yeah. exciting for me to like be in this realm in this time where we have so much evidence and like scientific backing 
for and a, and a foundational masculine framework to really understand your body in a very concrete way that just supports the expansion of your divine feminine, right? And like brings you home to like balance trust in, yeah, understanding your body and knowing how your cycle works and just integrating it as a modern woman in your day to day, you know, that like, yeah, it's just such a really practical um, daily tool to have in your life as a woman. And so seeing the popularity of it expand is really fun, really interesting, and has some pitfalls because of technology and influencers thinking that they are qualified to talk a lot about this when, yeah, I think it's important to get serious about something like quote unquote natural birth control. (laughs) Yeah. And, and listening to people that obviously have training and expertise in this. And I think this leads Mm -hmm. us to that, that pivot towards you as an educator. And so for those of you listening out there, you know, Emily, I think you talked about sexual sovereignty as the premise Mm -hmm. of your masterclass, the one that I had the privilege to be part of. And so with, you know, sexual sovereignty, and I think to this awareness that's coming through the mainstream around not listening always to the medical establishment, right? Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people are starting to question, you know, just the, the, the link between profit and big pharma, Mm -hmm. you know, prescription drugs, getting off of, you know, hormonal birth control, things that are really messing Mm -hmm. with women's cycles Mm -hmm. and trying to find alternative methods. And so maybe you can share a little bit more around FAM for people that are listening. Like, what is it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So FAM is a cycle tracking framework in which we learn to track and chart a hydrogel that comes out of our cervix and down our vagina and presents on our toilet paper or our underwear. So we as women can simply start to learn to have a daily awareness and an engagement and an understanding of the different fluids that we make. And when we're going to the toilet every day anyways, we can just start developing a relationship with what we see and we can learn how to observe it, how to chart it with a charting system, and then how to interpret it and understand what it means. And based on that information, we can then have insight into knowing the time of ovulation in our cycle, which is the main event of our cycle. Menstruation is actually the downstream result of the fact that we ovulated. So we ovulate before we have a true menstruation about two-ish weeks later, but that's give and take because variety is normal and we don't all have to be like robots with these 28-day cycles there's, it's just supernatural and normal that we are walking ecosystems where there's little shifts sometimes. And um, yeah, we just get empowered with tracking our mucus and also adding a secondary sign, like either taking our temperature every morning when we wake up and then charting that because our temperature shifts and actually will tell us and confirm that you ovulated a day or two or three ago. Um, Or you learn to add on another biomarker like uh, some pea strips from with ovulation strips that you buy at the grocery store or even feeling your cervix because your cervix will change in its texture and opening and position whether you're fertile or not so we learn how to chart ovulation in real time um, not with any kind of algorithm or any kind of prediction nothing can predict when you're going to ovulate 
And we use that information for a few reasons, which is we know and we believe because it's pretty obvious. So we're also charting yeah. that. We're charting the approximate time of ovulation. And then we're using that to like assess our cycle health, to actually understand the lengths of the different parts of our cycle, which give us insight into our hormone balance. We're using that information also just as a piece of um, a way to really monitor maybe a healing journey. So working with clients like endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, you're charting while you go through different treatments, while you seek different supports, and you can actually monitor the healing journey of your womb. And then you can use this information to get pregnant. And most exciting to me, it's not the focus of everything, but I think it's such a juicy part of it is that you can learn to avoid pregnancy in a way that is super reliable, in a way that has been proven to be up to 99.6% effective if you learn from a certified fertility awareness educator. That was just everyone in the study had, had learned a proper um, method. And so I think that is just revolutionary, right? That, that is revolutionary. That oh, actually yes. is reliable um, body literacy that we can use as women to avoid pregnancy. It is such a fun way to engage with partners and lovers and yourself. And um, yeah, That's really fun. come to really enjoy so much in your fertility because you're cycling naturally. Emily, have you noticed, you know, with the women that you've worked with and the people that you've worked with in their learning of this, have you noticed also a shift in the way that they relate to their body, you know, in terms of like deep healing, acceptance, um, more easeful, you know, menstruation cycles, like maybe even healing shame from sexual violence or trauma, like mm -hmm. I can imagine that whole shift that takes place when instead of trying to avoid you know or or look at their menstrual cycle as this thing to you know cause them pain it's when they look at it as like oh wow this is a beautiful part of my journey as you know a human that can actually create life <laughs> you know like what have you noticed in terms of the perspective shift because that seems yeah. phenomenal. Ooh, what a beautiful question. The women who work with me and come through my space gain a lot of confidence. They gain a lot of confidence and they start taking up more space in the world and they walk with their shoulders a little bit broader with a little bit more of a sway in their hips and they speak more. They speak more. They use their voice more. And that makes me even just like emotional think about because even just most recently at the end of a group program that I did, you know, in the final call when we do our reflecting, everyone, like people are feeling good about charting. They're feeling confident. They've had their one-on-ones with me. Like it's, it's really tapped in and, and tuned in and they feel great about that. But in the closing circle, when we're going around, no one's like, yeah, what I really got from this was like, I know how to understand my temperature. Instead, they're just saying things like, what I got from this was knowing how I deserve to be treated and, you know, making choices and setting boundaries and opening up in different ways to actually, you know, receive the respect I deserve. <laughs> you know, that's what, that's what really people are, are shifting away from or, or things like, you know, I just feel like I have way more tools to look after myself. 
than I ever did before, right? They just really feel like they know how to care for their body. Um, yeah, and just really see the beautiful medicinal side of, you know, feminine-based systems of care. Yoni steaming, cyclical living, food as nutrition, right? Orgasm as medicine, right? Like really tapping into breath and movement and just enjoying their cycle, enjoying all the different aspects of what it means to be a woman, right? Yeah. Wow. You know, it's really, it's so fascinating because we, we think that we know about our bodies, right? Because we went to school, you know, you get a tiny bit of, you know, sexual education, you know, you have your first sexual experiences and you're like, okay, I know what it is to be a woman. And I think there's a shift that happens when you actually realize like how much there is to discover mm-hmm. and come home to, um, you know, and, you know, there's like that twofold path I see in the world. It's there's, um, you know, kind of more spirit based practice, which is all about like leaving the body, you know, like. Mm-hmm transcendental meditation all these practices where you like detach from the body and then i see that this other path which is really around coming so deeply into the body that you know exactly what's taking place Mm -hmm. and i I see it as it's not this uh return of the matriarchy it's kind of like two two systems coinciding and so you know Mm -hmm. with a woman's feminine you know cycle of 28 days coinciding alongside maybe a Roman calendar system, right? Like mm-hmm. some cultures they talk about the lunar solar cycles yeah. and they actually track both, mm-hmm. right? And that's maybe what's coming back into the collective is that remembrance because I didn't learn this stuff in school. And I'm curious if you are starting to see a shift in that, like, are they starting to teach this to young girls in schools or? Ooh, that's, that's such an interesting question. That's such an interesting it's Like, why question. not? <laughs> well, it's really funny because like, I, I I don't really know how it's all going to plan out and play out, but that's been one thing that I've wanted to create and do since I literally hold like a bachelor degree of education. And at the moment, technically on paper, I'm still actually employed by a school board. I just don't teach. Um, so that's been something I really want to do is create that program where I actually get government funding from the government of Canada and, and actually make that happen. So it's like, there's big, there's big, plans behind the scenes and it's all just in service you know it's all in service and you know it also is a lot of work to um access a lot of these kinds of spaces and really actually do things like have a business that's structured enough to get government grant funding etc and so that's just been an interesting experience that I've been on as you talked about blending in these two worlds, et cetera, because the sad reality is sometimes I feel like, well, the reason it's not taught is on purpose, right? Like it's not taught for a reason. It's, it's not being taught because it doesn't serve the school system to teach girls that like, you're actually different every day. Like a nine to five Monday to Friday schedule might not actually be best for you. Right. Like you are sick, you are cyclical beings and like, and you are enough, like in your luteal phase and those PMS days, like don't push yourself. Right. Like cyclical living is very inconvenient to the, the modern types of imbalanced, distorted societies we live in. Right. That are all about constant productivity, et cetera. And so this is really paradigm shifting work. And 
the way I like to present it to women is we don't know ourselves in our generation. So we need to learn it as grown women and then be the ones who embody it in our lineage and start teaching our daughters. Yes. You know, and yes. start teaching yes. our young ones in our family. Ooh. I just got chills because I have a seven-year-old. I just like, you know, we're not quite at that stage yet, but it just, it, it brings tears to my eyes that I will be able to learn this so that I can share that with her. And yeah. what a game-changing shift in the maternal lineage of my yeah. family that my daughter will actually learn that she isn't going to be able to get pregnant every single day, that mm -hmm. she'll have that confidence in her body and she'll know how her body works. Mm -hmm. Like, game-changing, simple mm -hmm. but game-changing, but it starts yeah. with me. And like, and even at that young age, just doing things like period positivity parties for them. And um, that's something that I'm hoping to be offering in the coming months is just workshops for people, you, you know, for young, for young daughters and teens that are like 10 years old, 12 years old. That's just like the most basic principles of like, you'll notice there's times that you have more energy and there's a clear flow. You'll notice times that you want to sleep a little bit longer and watch a movie and there's a red flow and like all of these parts are great you know like all of it is great so like trust yourself and take care of yourself and go with with how your energy is flowing like just giving them that kind of information because the beauty is imagine if you cultivate that literacy in your youth in your maidenhood in your curiosity and then by the time you really are blossomed into a more full-grown woman, you know, then you step up that relationship of charting to the next level, right? To avoid or achieve pregnancy. But we can just be learning body awareness and cycle love right from the jump. And, you know, for young teens too, like just to have that confidence in their mm -hmm. bodies, in, in how to honor those different aspects of their cycle. But I mm -hmm. also see just that shift taking place too with women. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, you touched on different points in the cycle. A woman will, and you actually talked about this in your masterclass, which was really great, how, you know, you're going to get hungrier right before your cycle, right? Mm -hmm. And you need to consume more calories. And it was funny because right before uh, that class, I had been, you know, for three, four days, I was just like grabbing bread off the shelf and I was just so hungry. And I was like, oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm about to, to bleed soon, mm -hmm. right? Like I must be in that mm -hmm. ovulation state. And, you know, I'm still learning these things myself. And and so it was really beautiful to like, you know, show up in the class and you're talking about that. And I can imagine that just also being aware of these different markers that happen in the cycle that a woman stops punishing her body so much and actually starts mm -hmm. to listen to the rhythms of what's taking mm -hmm. place and like actually support and nurture her body and what it needs instead of trying to punish it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I'm, I'm speaking to, you know, modern society we're talking about thinness we're talking about mm -hmm. certain you know body ideals that women strive for that are portrayed in media and <laughs> you know we yeah. all have like a plethora of different body shapes and sizes and and mm -hmm. actually come to love our womanly body as it is instead of trying to mm -hmm. fight it i imagine takes place when we start to honor our cycles at such a deeper level of actually knowing 
the, the real markers of each of these stages. Yeah. For sure. And I would love to add something there that we haven't touched on that I think you would really enjoy, which is when you were just talking about like the different body shapes and body sizes and talking about the calendars, et cetera, um, of, you know, time and day and moon cycle and sun cycle is it got me thinking so much about like, and that's why Morocco is such an interesting place that I found myself because it's an Islamic country and Islam is all based on the lunar calendar. And so it was super interesting to be in a culture and in a society that has way more holidays and resting days than us, right? Knows how to slow life down. And that as a country, they don't actually know if the statutory holiday is going to be next Thursday or next Friday. They just have to wait and see how the Amman calls the moon at midnight. And then like (laughs) a whole country just manages to not know what the holiday is going to be. And then the guy calls it and then you just get a text from your coworker and it's like no school tomorrow. And you're like, cool. Like they really know how to just like flow a little bit better. (laughs) Oh, can you imagine a country that just like is not, doesn't know what day national holiday is going to be right. A religious holiday is going to be until maybe the night before. Um, but, the, but it all happens. It all somehow works. You know, everyone knows when to take the day off. <laughs> everyone knows when to show up to work. And so, and then the other thing is like another part of the culture is like that I really got such deep transformation in was the hammam, which is the local bathhouses. So it's mm. traditional to actually go and bathe communally with all these other women in, in your, in your, I guess your neighborhood, whoever frequents that particular hammam and everyone is naked in a steam room, exfoliating each other's bodies, having chats, um, getting each other water, eating a few orange slices and everyone's so comfortable naked. Everyone is just naked. I mean, most women actually do wear a little piece of underwear, Um, but you get, you get the vibe and, um, it was massively healing for me to just see as a woman who grew up in quote unquote, unempowered, like Western feminist country Mm -hmm. to be like, wow, this is body acceptance. These women here are like comfortable with themselves and every Mm -hmm. single woman's body is a different shape and size. Like there's Mm -hmm. nobody that is the same and everyone is gorgeous and just um, seeing the women there also really, really care for their bodies in the Haman as well and learning all of these tools to do that. And so, yeah, such a big healing, healing part of me being there for all of those years was really being fortunate enough to be immersed in a culture Mm. and society that taught me a lot about a totally different lens of, um, yeah, living a more balanced life between the feminine and masculine <laughs> energies. <laughs> so, okay, so speaking of like masculine feminine energies, I want to get into sex with you and I want to ask you. Ooh. No one's ever Mara, this is new. You don't know you you didn't know me 5 years ago. This is like I've been getting a little bit more provocative right into the straight nitty-gritty of sex. Like really yeah, in the last yeah. year. And so I love that you're like, let's talk about sex. I'm like, oh, let's go there. I'm just stepping into this like sacred sexuality teacher role. So this is exciting. Yeah. So, I, you know, I want to ask you like personally as, as a woman who has been obviously immersed in this world of charting your cycle and, and applying fam, have you noticed that 
there's been a transformation too in the way that you approach sex and the way that you can surrender into it more, surrender more into pleasure, surrender more into your orgasms because you're not worried that you're going to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm, let me let me feel into this one and really think about what I want to say. Mm -hmm. um, it feels really gorgeous and deeply, deeply intimate to allow my partner to ejaculate inside of me and to feel that and to like really feel that bond with another human mm. and not be scared, like know that you're not going to get pregnant and like not be stressed because you're like, I'm mm -hmm. in an infertile time. So this is what we can explore with right now. And like, this is where we can go. And that's like a super special practice. And then during the fertile wave, when I'm fertile, it's also really exciting to um, actually play with how you're both going to manage that, right? <laughs> like, how are we going to manage the fact that we're both fertile? And like, if sperm get in my vagina, like we're going to have a, it's, it's quite likely that we're going to get pregnant. So... <laughs> How do we want to manage that? Like what does playing with that and sharing the responsibility of that look like? And that looks like mm -hmm. communication, right? That looks like variety in your sex life. Mm -hmm. um, and those are just more bonuses to me, right? Like more bonuses, more pros um, yeah. just to, yeah, have those intimate conversations. So for instance, um, you know, right now I'm with a lovely man and um uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. Like I've just begun to start exploring the idea of like getting a diaphragm, which is something I've never done before. And so the stages of exploration just never end, right? Like, is it going to, are we doing condoms? Are we just going to enjoy other forms of pleasure and intimacy? Uh, do we feel comfortable relying on pullout? What's your game like there? Right. And then just actually <laughs> all of these kind of conversations. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, I think it's a lot of fun and I think it really deepens and enhances intimacy in a relationship mm -hmm. because people kind of go, Oh, I don't want there to be any barrier. I don't want there to be any worry, but I wonder if the pill is actually in many forms, like a veil, right. Or yeah. is the IUD like a veil? to like deep spots of intimacy that you can travel to when you're in touch with your fertility, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that what you touched on too, which is really beautiful is that it, it does really invite both partners into that equality, that mutuality mm -hmm. of creation, which I think mm -hmm. Sometimes in like modern relationships, the kind of, the responsibility just kind of gets dumped on a woman, right? Yeah. And I see this as like indicative of many of the social ills that we've seen. I mean, like fatherlessness is is one of the greatest epidemics of our previous couple of generations for many different mm -hmm. reasons. But I think the transformation back into mutuality where both people are actually responsible for that co-creation, mm -hmm. you know, and also in lovership. And so mm -hmm. allowing both people to have a, a role in that. And like you said, creating a game plan, maybe, you know, he's learning semen retention practices. Maybe, um, you know, you're, you're getting into non-expectational um, intimacy. That's just like erotic massage or, mm -hmm. you know, 
building up tension, you know, like there's all mm-hmm. these different ways that we can play with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of women too, when they are approaching, you know, sexuality and they don't have the pill or the IUD, they are worried, right? And so that fear mm-hmm. also kind of comes in to the container of yes. the sexual relating, which which does yes. influence the energy that you're sharing. And well, I, it's, I this, it's this, sorry to cut you off, but it's this really ancient like shame around yeah. like the curse of our body and like being bad, you know, and like coming up against purity culture and, and this thing that you're not supposed to do. And like the original sin was a woman following what she wanted. Right. Like, and so mm-hmm. you kind of, it's, it, it feels like this very ancient, ancient, longstanding, um, like, don't you dare touch your own power. Right. Like just really trying to lock you out of, of the power you hold. Um, because once you find out about it, you become a little bit uncontrollable, right? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> you, yes. you, you, you find yes. something, you know, you find something unshakable and you remember a lot more than just what we're even talking about, right? You, you just learn about sovereign birth. You learn about all of the passageways along your entire reproductive continuum that, menopause is an initiation into your real chrondom and your wisdom and 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 you just start to unfortunately really interrupt you know a lot of the oppressive systems outside us and around us that want to keep us away from ourselves you know (laughs) simple chat Uh, that was uh that was a transmission from the goddess herself um (laughs) you know so something I wanted to broach, and this is actually, you know, a gratitude for you in that class. And, you know, I was aware as a woman that like, yes, I'm only, you know, at risk of getting pregnant during a certain amount of days, you know, and I think I'd done some half-hearted research, but you know, Mm -hmm. the thing that for me was the sticking piece was, was that I, I didn't quite like trust Googling it, you know, and what Mm -hmm. I would find. Cause the internet is kind of a wild jungle of truths, half truths, misinformation, yes. you know, yes. everything and anything is out there. But what I'm speaking to is the fact that there's, I think the revival of receiving the transmission from one woman to the next. And that's mm-hmm. what I really loved about, you know, being in the class that you gave was that you were sharing with me why, like the actual reasons why I couldn't get pregnant. And that was like, Oh, cool. Okay. She's mm-hmm. like affirming to me. And there's this piece around, yeah, it's, we used to have mentors, um, you know, matriarchal figures, mothers, grandmothers that used to share this information. And, you know, at some point in colonial history, like those, those threads got cut, that information got lost. And so we're needing to revive that sacred art of giving permission mm-hmm. and giving this information woman to woman and that's why I think what you're doing is so powerful Emily mm-hmm. is that it's like reviving that that mm-hmm. permission for women, right yes. and it's affirming yes. to them and like yes here is why you can't and here's when you you can and and mm. I don't think because at the end of the day it's the confidence that you have in your body mm-hmm. right need to receive that transmission from another woman truly mm-hmm. right so yeah and, to, and fam, fam is about trusting yourself 
to practice conscious contraception is to trust yourself. You're trusting your body, but that's like trusting you and the decisions you make and the choices you make for sexual sovereignty to know that you can bring on a bleed or um, nurture a pregnancy, whatever your desire is, right? That's a pretty powerful thing. Yeah. And so, you know, with this as... (laughs) As this amazing educator in the world, you know, where are you sharing more about this work? Where are you teaching others? How can people that are listening in? I don't think it's just women, like it's it's lovers of husbands, mm-hmm. it's you know, partners of girlfriends, like this is for everybody to really learn too. But how can people find out more about this, learn about it, learn with you? I know that you just have launched something really exciting. And yeah. That's a little more. Sure. Yeah, of course. Thanks. So people can find me everywhere under the name Muja Moon. I'm sure they can just read an email or, or the podcast notes to see how you can spell that word <laughs> that I made up. So Muja is the Arabic word for wave. So it's inspired by, you know, the rise and fall of our hormones, those waves of orgasm and just that entire kind of sacred frequency of the waters of the world. So they can find me everywhere as Mujamoon, um, Mujamoon.com. That's also on Instagram at Mujamoon. And I have a free mini course for everyone. So they can just get started right away. You just pop your email on my website on the tab where you'll find the link for the mini course. And then you'll get a just awesome little 35 minute video to your inbox that has like the visuals, all the nerdy teacher slides, all the diagrams, because I find that is the massive piece of learning to really help everybody understand it is seeing the pictures as someone kind of explains and walks you through exactly how your cycle works. Um, So that free mini course is there for all because you deserve the empowering education that you never got growing up. So that lesson is waiting for you whenever you're ready. And then I just launched the Charting Shakti membership. So as we were talking, you know, about connecting to that life force energy, that Shakti essence. Um, Charting Shakti is my membership program where I teach you a deep dive of a mastery of fertility awareness method. And I weave all that together with a sacred journey of womb reclamation. So every month, every cycle, there is a fam charting lesson uh, embodiment exploration and then a live Q and a. So you have six monthly modules that you work through and all that information can be found on my site under membership. And you can just book a free 30 minute call with me. And I love to hop on calls with people and just explain a little bit more about how that membership space works. And you can just explore if it feels like the right fit for you. Um, yeah, I wonder if I'm forgetting anything else, but yeah, if people just also keep tabs on me, I also love offering one-off workshops. I have replays available on my website, um, about a few different things like learning how to track your mucus starting tomorrow. Um, and then I also love to just, yeah, offer other things. So just let's connect and there's always some fun things going on. Amazing. Are you available for speaking, retreats? Oh, yes. Thank you so much. I also do guest teaching. Love to co-create mm-hmm. conversations like this one today. It's just so much fun. Yes. And thank the Lord for oh. you, a woman who's just like, Emily, just plug yourself a little bit more. Don't forget all the things that you can do. Hey, they I think everyone speaks. They want to know. Yeah. And then so you can also catch me also during the summertime in various um Women's festivals. So, so far I am booked to be at Wild Rose Festival in Alberta 
Earth Daughters Epic. Festival in BC. And I'm flying out to one in April in Ontario. So yeah, you can definitely catch me in person too at a women's festival near you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bringing mm-hmm. it to the masses. Mm-hmm. And okay. January, or maybe, maybe 2024 retreat to Morocco if anyone wants to come. So we'll oh, see. Yes. Oh, I actually, Morocco has been on my list for the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you might see me there. You might hey. see me there. Hey. Um, I wanted to ask you, okay. I want to ask you some personal questions as we're closing here. And yes. one question is, you know, if we were to really know you, if we were to be really close and to know you, what is something that we would know about you? I adore this question. (laughs) That I'm not, I'll give you a couple, that I'm not the most punctual person in the world. (laughs) You're cyclical. Because I'm always like, everyone needs to chill. Like five minutes is on time, like relax. So I'm not the most punctual person in the world. And the other one is my friends call it pulling an Emily when you get like a really, really good deal on something. So <laughs> when you do like a really good Facebook swap style and you like make a lot of money on what you sell and get things for good deals, like they, they call that an Emily being able to kind of turn one penny into a hundred, if you know what I mean. Okay. So. Okay. Did you, learn, did you learn those tricks in Morocco? Cause I I've lived in a exotic country that, you know, loves haggling. And I love haggling too. I yeah. think it's an art. I think it's an art and I love to yeah. practice that art. okay a few more questions here what is your sun sign your moon sign and your rising sign oh god this is gonna be hilarious (laughs) sun gemini oh moon virgo oh wow rising i can never remember it because my mom is like i was like she's like i was born at 805 p.m and then she's like no you're born at 528 and then later she's like no both my girls were born in the morning and i was like i was born at 805 a.m so it's like changed so much that i'm just kind of like i'm a capricorn i'm a i'm a scorpio i can't quite recall so i just kind of leave that one be So you have a mystery rising. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Leave a, it could be Scorpio with mystery, you know, Scorpio's mm. like to be a mysterious. So yeah, perhaps Emily Jane, it's been such a pleasure to have you on Holy Eros with us mm-hmm. sharing, illuminating around the cycles of mm-hmm. the feminine ovulation, menstruation, the power of charting our cycles mm-hmm. and uh, check out her work. It's phenomenal. Your life will never be the same again. I know my life will never be the same after having come across you, my love. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. much. You're welcome, everybody. Goodbye. If you enjoyed today's episode, if you got something out of it, if what was shared really touched you, impacted you, transformed you, or shocked you, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to share this episode with your friends and community. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple or Spotify and let us know what are your thoughts on what we discussed today. Do you have questions that you'd love to submit to the show? You can find more details on that and more at phoenixamara.com podcast. And you can submit your own questions to the podcast where I will take these and answer them on air.